Perfectly honest. Today we're talking about the Mandalorian season one, episode one. I have with me Maddie B. And as always, spoilers are here. And if you haven't watched the episode yet, what are you doing? Go and get Disney Plus. Binge it. It's only like what, 36 minutes, Matt? You'll know what you'll know what the heck we're talking about. But uh once you've done that, come back, see us, and we'll talk about the Mandalorian. So welcome you guys. Um, you know, Matt and I love everything star wars um this has been something that i almost want to say is life-changing maybe that's a little bit too much for a tv show but uh this is great this reminds me of you know basically you know new hope um we got a lot of influence from like westerns i think that's really apparent here um honestly i i don't know how it could have gone better um, we'll talk a little bit how it's been perceived in the public. Um, I think generally overall really good. There's been a couple things I think people have been um, nitpicking a little bit on, but really? for me in general, yeah, kind of interestingly, I, I feel like I'm like, oh, it's pretty much perfect. I wish it was a little longer, honestly, um, but I understand that it cannot be, you know, a full movie. <laughs> so yeah. I guess what can you do? Hopefully maybe after the TV series, we'll get that, but um, definitely some interesting things. So Matt, I'll, I'll shoot over to you. What did you think about the series uh, episode one overall? Um, <clears throat> I was just happy. Yeah. Overall, that was my my ultimate uh, takeaway. Was just happy that they didn't mess it up. Yeah, definitely felt like felt like my childhood. Yeah, you know, talking about quality, like I honestly had a hard time distinguishing between this and like a newer movie. Like I thought the graphics were really great. Um, the cinematography was great. Um, there was really nothing that made me go, Hmm, like this is really standing out. Um, a couple of people have noted, um, in the public that they feel like the CGI is a little bit, um, a couple years ago. Um, I don't notice that it I doesn't bug yeah, me. I didn't notice that at all. In fact, <clears throat> there was one scene where he's landing on the planet to, um, basically collect the money for the bounty, all the bounties. Yeah. And I really liked how when he was, and I just noticed it the second watch through, but the reflections on the back of his helmet, uh, as he was going down, you could just, you could see the sky behind him. Yeah. And it just was really immersive. I liked that. I thought that was really neat. We talked about it a little bit, um, and this actually hasn't released, but we had just talked about it when we were looking at the trailer breakdown, but the practical effects that they did with the ship, I think really pay off and you really notice them. Mm -hmm. um, I think they look great. That's where usually that kind of stuff sticks out for me, um, where if I'm looking at some of the creatures of Star Wars, I'm a little bit more forgiving. Um, and there's, you know, part of Star Wars is there's a lot of like um, animatronic slash puppets. You know, that just mm -hmm. kind of comes with the territory. So I don't. Jim Henson. Yep. I don't. Definitely felt that though. I don't worry too much about that stuff because I think it's part of it. Um, but yeah, overall, I really liked it. Um, you know, like we said, it was short, but I think it was really meaningful. I'm really hooked in. Um, definitely oh, yeah. that last part <laughs> got me. Um, we've already talked about spoilers. So you've been warned, but we're now we're going to bring up basically the main one. It's Yoda's baby. 
um, either as Yoda's baby or one of Yoda's race or one of Yoda's clones. We don't really know yet, but um, really, really interesting. Um, and, you know, I think it's just really interesting, like I said, too, to go back to kind of the style of Star Wars that when Star Wars originally came out, this is like what my parents saw, you know? Yeah. It's awesome. Like, and this is stuff that we grew up, you know, on Thanksgiving watching Star Wars. This is why we watched it. It wasn't because, you know, episode one, two, and three, the kid-friendly stuff. Well, this isn't horrible, you know, it's just, it's more like reality. It's not so picture perfect, which is really interesting coming from Disney Plus, so. Yeah, I could not be happier, honestly. With the level of excitement that I had and the level of buildup that I had in my mind, um, which, you know, I, I didn't doubt it just because of the people that are involved. Um, yeah. But there was a part of me that was worried. Oh, yeah. Deep down, I was a little bit worried, and they just, they completely washed Knocked all those words away. Yeah. Now, we don't have a whole lot of episodes um, for this season, so we do have another one coming up here on Fridays, which I think is, like, just awesome, right, to have two episodes in one week, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it looks like every Friday we're going to be having one air. Um, so definitely if you guys want to check out our, um, media that we put out for it, just make sure you're subscribed on either YouTube or Apple podcasts or Spotify, wherever else you find podcasts as well. You'll probably find us. Um, but that way you get the latest and greatest and we always try to put them out as soon as possible. So just make sure you're doing that. Um, so I thought before we jumped in, maybe we should do a little bit of a little making sure everyone's on the same page because there's a lot of stuff in here that, you know, honestly, if you didn't really love star wars as a kid you could totally watch us it's very watchable i think for someone that's a novice yeah but there's a lot of stuff in here too that if you know a little bit more of the backstory is like really interesting it's a little bit more to chew on um and i think a lot of that is really the mandalorian stuff right mm -hmm. so we have a lot of things that's like oh, okay um what what exactly does this mean if you're not sure so um biscar steel mythosaur the purge foundlings these are all really interesting things. Um, and, you know, we don't know a whole lot about all of them. We kind of just know a little bit of backstory about it. So let's start kind of with uh, Baskar Steel. Yeah. Well, it's the it's the steel that their armor's made out of. Yeah, definitely. So it's the steel that basically was really prized because it can even take a hit from a lightsaber. So um, that made the Mandalorians really um, a formidable enemy mm -hmm. um, or just warriors. Um, and... We know that that was really sought after, um, and I think it was in the Clone Wars. Maybe it was in um, one of the other series, but we know that after Order 66 happens, which is the Purge, which we talk a little bit here, um, that they were really trying to get a weapon to combat Biscar Steel, but we don't, we don't think that happened, so maybe they just decided, hey, we're just going to control it. We know that it's stamped with the, you know, like the Empire's seal, so maybe they took over all the mines for it. Um, there was there was one weapon that they made, but it was destroyed. Uh, well, that was the, I don't know I don't know because I haven't watched all of the Rebels episodes, but yeah, it was destroyed. The girl that she destroys it. Oh, okay. yeah. So they won't have this tool against Mandalore. So it's well, like it either they gnarly. it was turning them all into microwaves, basically. Yeah. But it's like they had to do something basically to get a control on this, right? We also see kind of from the situation, um, we have, you know, the Mandalorians are essentially this little clan. It almost seems like they are almost wiped out, mm -hmm. you know? Um, they're on the run, the refugees almost. Um, and they definitely have this proud heritage. Um, there's a lot of legends that go with them and everyone recognizes that. But everyone also kind of doesn't know a lot about them. And I can't help but feel that's because they're 
kind of wiped out. Like they're on so the they edge. start abducting children. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> hey, get some foundlings. Um, so that's another thing. So we have foundlings. So um, Mandalorians, they had a culture where basically if you were adopted in, you were basically considered a blood relative. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. If I said, you know what, Matt, you're adopted in my family, you're now in my family. There's no question about that. Um, and you would take that and you would fight upon my cause and my family and take my crest and all of that good stuff. So when we talk about foundlings, um, he has his Biscar steel that he gets from one of his bounties and he um, brings that back. And essentially, we're like, oh, okay foundlings i guess maybe we're trying to amp up the mandalorians a little bit more and also is he actually a true mandalorian well i'm not sure if there really is i think any anymore yeah i think it's almost more of just like an ideology and totally um you know a belief system or or just a practice than it is a bloodline at this point yeah definitely i think it's really interesting too because we have you know essentially this guy who Everything we can see so far, everything he's earned, he's taking that, he's putting that, and he's putting it into armor, right? Mm-hmm. He's becoming this like mythical uh, Mandalorian soldier. And he has the helmet, obviously, and then he has um, one of the shoulder plates. Um, and I think as we go along, like we're going to see him put all this armor on, and that's going to embody, like, you know, him being an actual Mandalorian warrior and bracing I like everything. that scene, though, too, when they put the, when they put the pauldron on his, on his shoulder. <clears throat> There's like, there's like something going on underneath there. Those yeah, little lights totally. and blinking stuff. And um, I thought that, that I, it just made me question like what's going on with the technology, you know? Yeah, definitely. How everything get, gets linked together. So we have a couple um, image captures. So we'll go through that. So obviously we start and we have the Mandalorian shows up um, and he is coming to this ice planet, which we don't really know anything about. Um, this is not a planet we've been to before as far as we know. We have a little kind of bar. Um, they go to get this guy. Now, I thought this was really interesting because um, this is um, Bill Burr. No, not Bill Burr. What's the comedian that Horatio Sands is the one who plays this guy. Um, a lot of people have said that he's a little too much. What was your opinion on that? I felt like he was he was a little much, but at the same time, I think that I I just appreciated it. Like. Mm-hmm. He seemed he seemed slimy. He seemed uh, like I, I just thought he was in character. I mean, I I don't know what his backstory is. I'm sure his backstory would explain why he is the, the way, way he is. is. Yeah. Um, I do have to admit though that you know the best line in the entire episode was, "I can take you in warm or mm-hmm. or cold." Cold. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. Um, you know, we have this scene that we've seen in all the trailers, which was pretty badass. And I think you and I had decided like. Is it going to cut him in half? I don't know. This is a kid-friendly show. Oh, they cut him in half. Um, then we have him. He gets um, basically on a speeder. He gets on. This is also another comedian. We really have a lot of comedians showing up for this. Um, we have Bill Burr, Horatio Sands. Um, this is um, a guy that has done a couple of different things. Uh, Brian Faustine. Yeah, I, I, I recognized him, but I... Didn't recognize him enough to know what his name was. Yeah, he did uh, a couple different things with a lot of people, but um, I definitely recognize him right away. I'm like, oh, weird. Um, we have this awesome walrus beast that tries to take down the ship. I thought that was pretty good. It was awesome to see his uh, rifle essentially in work and how powerful it was. Um, and then we have this awesome scene where he's kind of playing coy, like, oh, okay, yeah, just go to the bathroom, whatever. And he's yeah. like, <laughs> I do appreciate the dialogue. I'm malting. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't uh, evacuated myself since the solstice. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, whatever. Um, but I think this does show a point, like, and it, it only makes the latter scene, the last scene, um, more poignant. Like, he doesn't take bullshit, right? He lives by the bounty code, and you're not going to talk him out of it, even if you are going to pay him more. Like, he's not going to do that. He's just going to go and do, go find his bounties, go turn you in, make his money, and that's it. Um, so we have him landing. He walks into the, this town. Um, this is another cool little planet. Um, when we see kind of an off shot, I don't have a, a capture of that, but it's really cool looking. Um, it's another kind of scenery that, you know, we were kind of worried at first, like, oh, is every episode just going to be like kind of linked onto one planet and we're going to have all of that planet for episode? doesn't look like it. looks like we got a whole bunch, but um, we I have... just like the different, honestly, like I don't really care so much about the different, you know, uh, flora and fauna and everything like that. I mean, I do, but at yeah. the same time, cinematically, I really do appreciate the, just the color, the color schemes that they have on the different planets. Totally. Yeah. And it's so, it's a lived in, like, you know, I think that's one thing we forget, you know, that that's why you kind of forget this is a TV show and not a movie is like, it's really, really lived in every little area feels like, you know, it's been there for a hundred thousand years, the like garbage here and there. And... Yeah, exactly. The scum of the universe. Um, so we have Carl Weathers and um, essentially he's negotiating like, oh, I don't have a lot of contracts. Um, you know, this is what it is for credits. And we have um, Mando is like, hey, <laughs> cra- like, hell no, I'm not taking Imperial credits. The Empire's fallen. Like, yeah, give me what you can. So um we we basically strike a deal and he gets these other credits um they're calamari called flan. flan yep and uh the mon calamari is the the guy from the movies that's like it's a trap it's a trap yeah, yeah. Um, admiral akbar i don't know it sounds so slimy yeah. <laughs> you can tell it's like an added like sound effect like yeah um flan though that sounds like it's a dessert isn't it? Someone said like a lot of their stuff in their language is all like food for whatever reason. So it's kind of interesting. Well, calamari. Yeah, I mean, right. You know, totally. It's tasty. Um, so they offload all of that. Um, but we have basically this thing where it's like, hey, I need more money. <laughs> like I'm a bounty hunter. I've just done five of these. W- yeah. What can I do? And you have them in the hub right here of all the other, you know, you would assume bounty hunters, right? And he's like, well, I have five of them. They're basically just, you know, people jumping ship or um, I have a smuggler that needs to be brought in. Kind of a callback to Han Solo. Um, But it's not a lot of money. And he says, you know, that doesn't even cover like fuel. So what the heck's going on? So you can kind of feel like this is, you know, even the Empire breaking down, it doesn't just affect the Empire. It kind of breaks down all these other little associations too, right? Yeah. And my my takeaway from this whole scene though was how much I appreciated the callbacks to the original trilogy. It was just the, the straight, you know, pilfering (laughs) in the best possible way of, of the sound effects and the languages um, that you found, like as he's walking in just the little background things, you, you hear it. And it's like for somebody that listened and had the movies playing in the background, you just hear all of the little tiny things. And it's just like, yep. You guys hit the totally. nail on the head. Check mark. Um, so we find out there is this one elusive uh, hit, and it's going to be face to face. That there's no, there's no beacon. Uh, there's a beacon for it, but there's nothing else. Um, and he's like, okay, I, I'll figure it out. Um, but before he um, puck, uh, no puck, yeah. right? Which re- the puck is just literally the thing that says here, here's a warrant. Like we don't know more. About I actually that. really enjoyed 
the the thoughts behind that because it was like there's the puck which is some kind of it's almost like a wanted poster yeah right which the wanted posters had some kind of official uh framework for it yeah you'd probably be able to go to lo- local law enforcement and be like hey yeah, yeah exactly they'd recognize it it's you could see if it's a forgery or something yeah and then the chain code which the, you know he later on they say you know you can only get the last four of it and he's like oh the age so yeah. the chain code has like all of this information yeah. about the the individual and i thought that was really kind of a neat take on it and then on top of that this fob thing like how do they how does that even work genetic tracker or something yeah i don't yeah. know it's crazy hey man i i'm not gonna question it it's no, cool I like as hell it. i like the little fob thing i yeah i feel like i need to put it on a couple people um <laughs> but so we have him he basically goes into another location and this is another thing from the trailers that we saw pretty heavily we have these stormtroopers they look really beat down um and we have has to be one of the coolest sounding characters ever right he just sounds like uh like no wonder they had him in the trailer right yeah he's seen some shit um he's basically saying like hey like we have a couple of different things we want to do we have the scientist that uh comes out scares the crap out of him there's a standoff and he's like hey stand down like we know you're the best we also know you're really expensive so i feel like that that i i, I feel like that line though one-ups han solo because Han's always like, don't tell me the odds. Yeah. And he's like, I'll take those odds. Yeah. Like, you one in four? Yeah. Totally. I'll take it. Totally. Uh, we have a little ignit of the um, Baskar steel, stamped with the official insignia of um, the Empire. So this is upfront payment, and this already is rare, right? Mm-hmm. It's enough for him to go out and let him do this. So he's like, okay, I guess well, I'll do it. The lady says later on, she's like, this is... More than enough. Yeah, more yeah. than enough. This is going to pay for the, the little chitlins back it up we got salacious crumb on a spit kowalkian kowalkian monkey lizard yeah totally right and i then, thought that was so like such a good tone of this movie of like i want yeah, your like, childhood <laughs> yeah whatever that yeah. creepy laugh he does is oh totally um so we have him basically he gets done with this before he heads on his mission of course he's got to put that bounty money to work right so he enters in the kind of the clan of Mandalore. Um, we have, this is the signia of Mandalore um, and looking it up and we even have it called back a little bit later. This is a mythosaur, basic little skull, right? And no one really knows what they look like, but supposedly this is their skull. So, yeah. Kind of Which cool. is cool. Is like, I've always known about this symbol, like is any Boba Fett fan, yeah. you know, sees it all over the place. Oh. People got bumper stickers and whatever. Oh, totally. But I did not, I did not know what exactly it is yeah, yeah. which so no one really does i guess but you know yeah supposedly they wow. were mythosaurs on mandalore original mandalore and they were ridden interesting um so we go in and he meets um basically the the armorer is what she's called we don't have an actual name for her and she kind of i don't know about you but she feels kind of like the the head of the clan to me of what's left here maybe like the heart of it yeah. yeah um and maybe like uh if there was like a um what am i i thinking of like um you know like a spiritual leader kind of of mandalore yeah but like an armor yeah (laughs) if that makes any sense yeah no i mean i I feel like that would be almost a religious kind of position for them considering that you know you have to hand down the the knowledge of of forging this super rare material Mm -hmm. and like a rite of manhood like you know getting your we have a talk here of um getting his signet he hasn't had it yet we know that 
And she says soon, basically. Yeah. He's not down with the signet. Down with the signet. So basically we have, um, you know, Mandalorians are very famous for their um, family and being kind of a warrior nation and this deep um, cultural cultural heritage. Um, and we have kind of that this has kind of fallen apart as far as the people but like their traditions are really strong still right this seems like this is kind of the definitely mysterious um but i mean you can tell like she you i can't tell if she's like the the head of this or she's just like a really important figurehead of um this clan but he comes in he's basically like here here you go all the money that he's spent right is being given back to her right Mm -hmm. so I, i can only assume like this is kind of like hey we all go out we win bounties we come back we share amongst the tribe he's not hoarding it for his own wealth right doesn't appear to be i have a lot of questions about this this whole scene yeah it's really first of all really interesting the the forge yeah what is it how does it get so hot like it's like purple flames basically Mm -hmm. um hot enough to to melt the steel like it's nothing when supposedly forging biscars like really difficult yeah and you know like what is what kind of apparatus is this i'm just really i have a lot of questions about it yeah definitely it melts through this ignit like like you said like it's wax it's crazy um you know and she's working away at this and then also her helmet is we we talked about this earlier well not i mean like gold yeah but the the eye formation of hers is completely different from every other Mandalorian that you see when you walk, Mm -hmm. you know, when he's walking through that hallway. Um, and And it has a lot of decorations on top and yeah. And, and, and like, that's very reminiscent of, you know, like a Greek, you know? Oh yeah, totally. Spartan helmet or something like that. Totally. And you also see like, um, speaking of like, how is she doing this when she's like, Oh, Bascar, she's kind of like, Ooh, yeah, I she like, like it. Opens up like she's a whole like, other thing, and it's oh, the scar tools. Like yeah. because that was you a can frustrating really part about the scene. Like I really enjoyed the scene. Yeah, but then like there's the part where she's like, she like there's this giant thing that comes down and hammers it into shape, and then she's like, she's like, tink 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 <laughs> tink tink. Like, like I'm expecting like you know like a yeah totally. You know like you got to put some fucking elbow grease into it, but just. it's all the dark arts right yeah you gotta gotta know what you're doing um so while she's doing this too you know she's talking about foundlings and he you know says oh yeah i was a foundling and we have this flashback this is definitely shorter than it has been in the trailers but some validation for like knowing that it was him yeah right from the trailer gotcha um and i think this this is more proof um for the pudding that you know he is not exactly I, I don't think he is like truly from Mandalore. I think he is a family. I think he was brought into this abandoned orphaned. He's coming through the ranks. He's getting his Mandalorian armor. Um, and he's doing really well. Right. So anyways, he, uh, I wonder if she's like really old. I mean, who knows though? It's a frail thing. <laughs> <Tink, tink. laughs> I don't know, but I, I really liked it. I think it's interesting. I can't wait for him to have more armor. I feel like that's going to kind of, every time we go back here, I feel like, Every time we have something, it's going to go back here. It's like an RPG. You go out and well, and farm stuff to come back and improve your armor. Yeah. You know, I <laughs> also, I keep on bringing up this last scene, but it's like this really does put a lot of weight into this because, you know, you have someone who's their entire culture basically is dependent on this money, on 
this Biscar steel, right? They, he already knows there's a crap ton of it. There's a crate of it, probably more than they've seen in a long time, right? Oh yeah, they he he called it something that was weird. It was like it was like the it was like a container, but it wasn't really a container. It was I, and a and huge I, had, I turned yeah. on the subtitles, and it, there's it's a word that doesn't make sense. We don't use <laughs> yeah. I suspect it means a container of yeah. some kind, but um. But that's a lot, right? And so to have all of that kind of in the back of your your head, like, hey, like this is enough to rebuild our people. Like our people have gone through the basic genocide, it seems like, and we're we're building us ourselves back up. Like for him to, you know, basically do the right thing um and not kill this baby Yoda or bring this baby Yoda in, like that's kind of a that, that says a lot. So I, I like that. I like that we're kind of just looking at the stakes here. And we also look at like what's gonna be what's the the consequences of this too right we know that this is a lot of freaking money right for all this Pascal seal so if you're not going to do this is that going to put a bounty on your head now because he's obviously going to take the baby yoda right like yeah does that come does that go back to your people like where where does that end so really interesting um so then we have him take off um and he basically finds out the last known location of this target and lands um and we get another awesome shot of his rifle um and this has definitely been from part of the okay the trailer um so we have him basically on this planet um he's looking down uh, the back of his rifle and we have a blurg so which was entirely reminiscent of the scene in a new hope when oh he's looking at the banthas and then all of a sudden the the tuscan raiders like Right up, right up in yeah. his grill. Um, yeah, I like that. So pretty awesome fight. Um, we get to see him a little bit of his flame thrower, flame thrower, and he doesn't really use it that well. <laughs> Honestly, no. I thought it was gonna be a little bit better. Um, but he does shoot, and it looks like he uses a dart, or someone else uses a dart, I guess. Um, in hindsight, um, we have another one coming, and it also gets kind of electrocuted, and then we have um. We have uh, the best practical effects in the entire episode. Yeah, um, uh, and he looks great. Like and the I love practical I love, effects are great. Yeah, I love the practical effects because that's a real person that little, looks like a, a little, person. It's a little person. Yeah, I don't know what the politically correct thing to say yeah. is, but it's a little person. Yeah, with a with a fucking animatronic mask on. That's that's like leaps and bounds better than what we had in the original trilogy. But but then he he like does this little like kick on the side of the blurb where he's like kick 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 kick, and I just loved it because it's like that's that's a real person in there that's not a, mm-hmm. a robot you know totally. So, Although it didn't match up with like the words sometimes, but yeah, that's kind of like I don't know to be expected. What can you do? I almost appreciated that more than it like matching up perfectly. Yeah, so we um we have him basically you know he gets saved um he goes to that guy's camp and he talks and says hey you know everybody that's come here this is a place for people that want to be peaceful and because this bounty's out no one can be at peace so i will lead you to them um you know my my fees basically going to be your spoken. your blurg <laughs> yeah. right he's like uh, okay well, cool he's like but first you're going to have to ride one i don't i didn't understand why we needed to ride one um but okay. I think it's the caverns or not the caverns, the the just the terrain, terrain. the constant jumping over the little okay. crevices and stuff. I guess I'll believe it. Interesting. Yeah, I mean I feel like a land speeder would uh would would do the trick too, but or a ship. 
you know. Well, interesting. They hear you coming though. That's very true. But you know? I mean, and then it didn't matter, right? Yeah, it didn't. Um, but yeah, we have this little moment where he basically tames the the blurg, right? And he just like touches it, which is it kind of felt a little forcey to me. Well, I don't know. How, I don't. I, I didn't. I didn't get force forcey out of it. I just. I got horsey out of it. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I did. I got. I got like a. This is a bucking bronco, and this is like a rite of passage, and you're, you know, you're the cowboy. You gotta you learn to... to ride, boy. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it. That's literally what it. I mean, and and this scene was a scene that surprised me because I did not expect to. I did not expect to get as emotional as I got like the, like the way that the music and then he's like your ancestors uh you know the, rode the, the mythosaur yeah and and kind of called him out on his own culture and he was like oh shit yeah I got a man up I guess I got to do it got to do it and, um yeah. yeah we also get a little bit about the blurgs which is kind of interesting that all, they're only females right now cuz they just eat <laughs> the males they're like the praying mantis yeah. of desert alien creatures yeah totally so uh, anyways, he gets on one, um, he learns to ride, and of course they go on their way, and they get out here, and he looks down at the encampment, and oh crap, <laughs> we got IG-11. Yeah. Um, Man, he looks so cool. Um, In the trailer, he looked great too, but like honestly, so good to see him in action for like an actual long time. Yeah. Um, He was a badass, like killed so many people he was badass but then at the same time he was like just popping and locking everywhere yeah. and, <laughs> and i loved the i loved the way there was the one moment where yeah right here where he steps over one of the fallen guys that he shot and it's just like the way his lower torso just kind of does like a 360 and yeah yeah um and the comment that like the way that they interacted that, that was one of the that was one of the things that i noticed and just really appreciated it was it was a it was a really well done kind of subtle sarcastic if you will comedy between the two of them and i just really, totally. really appreciated it but it also like at the same time like this was the most action packed scene we had for the entire episode so far and it totally worked like i i was totally into it um we have some definite star wars and then we have the whole self destruct thing this was the only thing i thought was a little ridiculous but i mean hey no i mean i thought it made sense like these... But I'm also like, how this guy's been a uh, assassin for how long? Like he's a bounty hunter for how long? Like every time he does this, well, <laughs> like, which seriously? one? Which one? The IG11. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's but like every time he's just but like, how do you well, know? How many? How do you know how many times he's been out? I don't know. I just have a feeling. I mean, he's, this is this is he's a, he's an assassin droid, or he's yeah. a bounty hunter droid, or whatever. Yeah. He gets sent on a mission, and maybe he's just never run into a situation where he's like this overwhelmed. Yeah, like makes sense. But also, he's a droid. He doesn't have like obviously a huge personality. He's just he's following protocol, and and then like what what? How do you know? Like that you know he commits he <laughs> commits seppuku. He self destructs, and two weeks later you have There's another I, IG twenty two yeah. shows yeah. up. Mm, you know, I don't know. It's just interesting. Um. So then we have this huge kind of a uh, crazy uh, machine gun kind of looking thing, um, but a blaster. Um, and of course, they look like they're down for their luck. And we have another scene where he's like, oh, got to self-destruct again. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, scene, that, okay. that little pause that happens when they're like, okay, we're going to shoot our way out of here and comes around the corner and looks at it. And he's like, oh, just well, kidding. Yeah. yeah. Second thought. Um, 
So then, of course, he gets him with his gun, uh, Gatling gun. The music swings around. Up. Yep, he's going shooting, and it's like awesome. I uh, loved it. Uh, I hope we get a lot of more scenes like this, right? Yeah, but I mean, it was it was it was cliche, uh, but I think that they pulled it off. I think that I just yeah, I'm not gonna complain. Like totally. Wasn't the most tactical, uh, no. you know, of, of fights. But, <laughs> no, of course not. But I mean, but it's a we fantasy. also, I think the other thing we see with this, right, that's important is like he's not a person that's like, oh, like I can't work with anyone else. Like he, he was willing to work with this IG Eleven, right? He would for have no qualms with for it for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows what he would have done afterwards, also right? Doesn't but have any qualms with shooting him, popping you. Yeah, well, so we get to this. So we get in, we get in this fortification, and there's a little pod. And at first I was like, what the heck is this? Baby Yoda. So Cambria. Yes. Well, this, this is Matt's daughter. Matt's daughter. Uh, yeah, she's 10. And uh, love you, Cambria. Um, and she, I had to like rewind it because like I couldn't hear what anybody was saying. She was like, oh my God, it's <laughs> so baby. So cute. Yeah. It is really cute. Also 50. So yeah. very interesting. Very good looking for 50. Hey, Yoda, don't <laughs> crack. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just like the scene, like right right before that, the scene where you see like the head kind of like come up and the ears pop out and you're just like, oh shit. What is that? Yeah, not the not the way I thought it was gonna go. No, not at all. Like definitely not for this first uh this first scene for sure. So, you know. I just I do think it's real interesting. Um but what can you do? Well, so that's our episode. Um you know, all in all, I thought it was great. Like I I don't have a lot of qualms with it. Um I thought it was really interesting. Um definitely the ending is I think what ties everything to what the next episode is going to be, and, right? And this the, you know the last the last uh screenshot that you had up was you know right before the the end credits roll. Yeah. And the end credits roll and you've got these paintings and illustrations that they just they they looked awesome. Yeah. And they, I got the feeling, just because I, I have watched it twice um, so far, probably watch it again tonight, um, <laughs> but there's one where he's sitting across from the armorer, I think is who it's supposed to be, but it she doesn't look like herself. So, And it, that wasn't another scene. We don't see him meet another Mandalorian at all. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think like these were pre-production. Like These were the sketches that they were like, okay, hey, like let's hire someone to do this. Yep. Maybe they were a little bit more rougher than this, you know, and someone else finished them. Like a Ralph McQuarrie like, kind of thing. Like, this is great. This is, you know, in my mind's eye, what I want to see, boom, right there. And it worked out. Yeah. Um, so I'm way excited. Um, I cannot believe we're going to get another one here on Friday. I cannot wait for it. Um, I, I really want to see, though, like, you know, what do we think is going to happen from here? And let, you know, we kind of skipped over the Yoda part, but um, baby Yoda. So who do we think baby Yoda is? Do we think, because I think there's really three possibilities, right? This is either a offspring of Yoda and another one of Yoda's kind. This is a clone of Yoda. Which we discussed right before we started this. And, and there is no kind. We don't know who Yoda 
like what his species yeah no one really so george lucas really kept it under wraps for um what yoda's species was where their homeworld was the only ever time we saw that was in episode one there was a female yoda um and she dies i believe she's older um so i don't know if we would be thinking that they ever had kids um the timeline for how old this baby is is really interesting because it's basically was born about the same time as anakin or darth vader so spoiler alert spoiler (laughs) they 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 released comics in the last couple years however long it's been but confirmed canon uh anakin skywalker is palpatine's child uh through the force through the force he impregnates shmi skywalker with with his sith ways yes which they kind of did you know seed the the idea of that in um revenge of the sith so this is my third theory is essentially this is either another attempt at this or it's like the light versions attempt at this right Right. so i think it's interesting well that's the whole thing is like the the, you know the force is going to balance itself Mm -hmm. and um you know the the whole idea of light and dark if if you know the the idea that you're bringing this chosen one in to balance the force to get rid of the dark that doesn't make any sense because that's not balancing it out yeah right um and if palpatine's manipulating the force in a way that is not natural then maybe this is the natural balancing like this is the force itself bringing a new life form into being Mm -hmm. and maybe that's why yoda species is so uh mysterious and mystical because there really is no background to it it is it is just the force balancing the the universe itself creating a life form um which would definitely you know put put a pretty penny on it you know if you could get a hold of it so that's kind of my so you know offspring clone or kind of like the force or like someone behind the scenes kind of manipulating the force okay so whatever that option is whatever happens with that interesting but then what do they want with it right because obviously these are bad men that work for the empire that are wanting it are they wanting to harvest midichlorians from it you know like i just the generalization about all the people that work at the empire being bad i mean you know i think there were some good people on the death star have to say okay well the people he has been dealing with literally (laughs) wanted this baby dead so i think we could honestly say they're bad people well not the doctor the doctor wanted it alive probably because he wants to molest it yeah yeah this is not science science molesty stuff oh how is the minichlorians yeah yeah honestly that brings up a whole nother weird thing though too what completely side topic but uh mitochondria yeah in the cell yeah supposedly uh science believes that they were a bacteria that yeah that you know incorporated symbi- itself into a cell, ba- bacteria within our own cells yeah oh yeah dude i have a biology degree yeah i knew about this a long time ago. yeah but still yeah. that's crazy man yeah it's insane and that it, i don't know that obviously is where they got the idea. Oh, totally. So totally. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, we have a lot of potential from this. I'm really interested to see where it goes. 
obviously I don't think we're gonna have like some death stranding where this is a little baby where like a bridge baby. Yeah. He's just like, Oh, let me open up. And I have a little baby Yoda. I, like, I think he's going to take, you eat it. You get a level up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't really know, you know, what's going to happen. I do think that this is going to be a large part of the narrative, but I feel like this baby's not going to be like in every episode, you know, like, I feel like he's going to go deliver this baby to somebody. And then maybe that's like the resistance somehow, how he gets in touch with them. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know, but I don't think he's going to be a babysitter. See, I could, I could see this just being seeded into the larger canon. I could see this being just a tie-in into, you know, the 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 new movies and mm-hmm. whatever else they're doing with it because they're definitely doing something like the the more I got, re- I was just you know I wasn't interested in the movies and then I started kind of like listening to some of the fan theories and stuff and it really started to get me more excited more for excited it, excited about it, and and starting to realize like oh. Well, this wasn't what I was expecting out of Star Wars, but there's something, there's a deeper level that they're going with it. There's a fabric that they're attaching all of this stuff with. And mm-hmm. um, I'm just now I'm, I'm more excited to find out where they're going with it. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, you know, honestly, we have eight episodes. The last, ep- the second, la- uh, the seventh episode ends right when um, we have the launch of the new movie. And then we have right after that a follow up with the last episode. <laughs> we already know that they're filming season two. Like I think we're we're set up for this to really. Wait, I, th- to... I thought they were done filming season two. I don't know if they're done, but I think they've started it a long time ago. So probably done, but I don't know if it's like edited and like ready to go. You yeah. know, they definitely probably have a shot at it. I would guess. Um, but like, come on, baby, daddy likes like. I if this ties in the movies and then there's a TV show again another season 2 like whenever that's going to come out like god I hope it's sooner than it's, a year it's disney that's they we're so hooked already another like disney yeah. plus yeah. yeah you like it might as well just jack us straight in i know point. seriously um but yeah i mean i i think this is brilliant you know this is a great uh, marketing like there's never been anything else this like you know, really, we've never had a Star Wars movie and a TV show that's been mainstream, adult themed, right? It There's kids that are watching this. There's teenagers watching this. There's older people watching this. Like, it meets all of the marketing segments. And then we have the movie coming out at the same time. Like, I think it's it just a perfect trifecta. You definitely know kids are going to want toys of this, right? I mean, if they're anything like I was when yeah. I was younger. Totally. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier. I was talking about with Matt. And, yeah. Uh, I had, we were talking about the the action figures. We had the action figures. I had like Boba Fett like all over my wall. Mm-hmm. I had Slave, totally. Slave 1 hanging from uh, a fishing line to like make it yeah. look like it was Well, and, like think about nowadays, like how much you could legitimately spend on your kid. If yeah, your like kid was f- like. Five years from now, people are going to have floating spaceships in their room seriously though, <laughs> it's awesome i can't wait but i i just think it's really really interesting i think you know from disney's point of view like this is so smart for the movie for the tv show like they go hand in hand they market each other they're all the stuff that's going to go through for as far as toys merchandise posters clothing like that they're going to make a crap ton of money from that and i hope it just you know i hope it feeds into it in a positive way you know because honestly i think that's 
been missing from Star Wars for a little bit, and I'm excited for it. You know, another interesting thing, and maybe most of you don't care about it, but um, for me, I think it's kind of a big deal. I've been waiting for them to remaster um, all of the Star Wars movies in 4K and launch it, and it just never is, and I've, I haven't bought them on my Apple TV because I'm like, eh, they're not in 4K yet. I'll wait. And Disney Plus has every one of them in 4K. Are they in 4K? Yeah. Nice. It's like awesome. I haven't looked at every single one, but I looked at New Hope and it's in 4K. Or it shows it at least. And they also um, they edited the Who Fired First scene a little bit more too, evidently. So. Oh, really? I guess there's a line now that was added. Yeah. Oh, geez. I mean, hey. Let's see what happens. Right. I know. I don't think it's anything They better take the Han, Han shot first uh, path. I don't think they did. I think oh. they just gave it another kind of excuse. Boycotting. Same time. <laughs> <laughs> they shot at the same time. I mean, I guess that's a, yeah, fine. I'll take it. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, like they don't want to piss off George Lucas. George Lucas already did that. I don't think they're going to really could do a retcon and go completely, you know, other way. Yeah. But um, I just think it's really interesting. Um, I'm definitely, you know, as a person too that, you know, I watched Clone Wars my own volition. Um, Rebels, I've only watched a little bit of. Now you can watch all. Um, they're all in one place. Yeah, and it's pretty awesome. Plus all kinds just... of other stuff. I was just like, I was going through, and I'm like, oh my god, there's documentaries, there's oh, yeah. short films, and then, and then, and then I of course like flip back, and I'm like, oh god, there's the whole Marvel section too. Like, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, and if you, I can only imagine if you had kids too, like yeah. how great it is to be like, okay, here you go, here's a kid's profile. Yep. There you go, and you know it's not like, I mean, maybe this is a little bit like. Of me Honestly, and my though, opinion. there's not a lot. Even like as I as I browse through, yeah. and of course my daughter's a little bit older now. Yeah. But, um, there's not a lot on there that I'm like, oh man, I don't want I don't want her watching that. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like on Netflix, that's not the story, right? No, not and at all. If, if you do have a kid's profile on Netflix, I've been over to people's houses that like are like, hey, babysit my kid. Netflix, here you go, and it's like. No, these are the TV shows that we have. I'm like, the map. I'm the map. <laughs> I'm the map. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, okay, like these are. There's a lot of timeless classics, right? There's all the new stuff that Disney's putting out that's live capture. Um, Lady and the Tramp's on there. Yeah, like I think there's just a lot of good stuff for like kid. Like honestly, if I had a kid, like I would not feel bad about being like, okay, like you know what, you can watch a Disney movie a day and like. <sighs> Cost me what twelve dollars and I get Hulu with it? Yeah, I'm down for that. Like, so Netflix. I know we already brought this up in one uh, of our preview episodes, but you better watch out. Like, they're gonna step up their game. I do like the Netflix originals, but like, they really need to bump it up. Yeah, and then and then and then not to mention Netflix is gonna have more competition with Amazon because mm-hmm. at a Lord of the Rings. Totally. Oh yeah, that thing's so crazy expensive. Yeah. It's nuts. So I don't know. All I know is I'm focused on the here and now. I'm not going to look too forward to it because I don't want to be too disappointed. You know, we have been um, disappointed by things before. We've had a really great television and it's gone downhill. But all signs, I think, right now point to this is great. Um, I know I'm going to stay tuned. I can't wait for this Friday. Um, and I know that you guys probably can't wait as well. If you guys liked this podcast or this YouTube video, go ahead and give us a like and subscribe to us. Um, it really helps us out and let us know that you're interested. Um, it takes a lot of time and dedication to this and it lets us know that there's somebody that actually gives a crap just like us. Um, and then that way also you get to see that we have another episode out as soon as it launches. That means if you're on your way to work or you're at work bored, you're cleaning your house, you see that there's a new episode that's launched. You can listen to it right away instead of having to come and actually search for it. So it helps us out, helps you out. And 
make sure that we have more Mandalorian content as soon as possible. Yeah, for sure. And then, and then if you're commenting on, on any of the videos, uh, or the podcast, we're going to reply to you directly, uh, during the next podcast. So, yeah, cause we're cool like that. So, uh, go ahead and shout us out. Um, if you guys have any questions, go and visit our website. It's going to be linked in the description. And, uh, I think that's it for this one, Matt. Okay, cool. Well, maybe the force be with you and, uh, we'll see you next Friday. Mm-hmm.